You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Thank the Lord for that. Welcome all of our guests tonight. Glad to have you in the house of the Lord. Amen. If you're here for the first time, we're glad you're at Mission Point. Amen. Everyone that's watching or listening online, we're glad you're with us as well. Amen. We are expecting a great time. Amen. In the presence of the Lord this weekend. Amen. I'm excited about both of our speakers, Brother Dross and Brother Foster. Both of them are just a great evangelistic speakers, a great uh, revivalist, amen. Uh, I thank the Lord for it. Brother Dross uh, did the interpreting for me when I was in Mexico, and uh, I just, what a powerful man of God, and I thank God for uh, his ministry, and Tom Foster, I mean, they've been planting churches. They have a great church in Dallas, and uh, he's been here before, and he's looking forward and excited about being here. So we're looking forward to a great weekend Amen, with both of these speakers. Have your Bibles tonight. Turn with me, if you would, to Acts chapter 1. We do have a couple baptisms that will be happening uh, after the service tonight. We have a couple more that will be happening this week. Excited about that. We thank the Lord for what he's doing. Amen. Uh, I thank God that uh, the church is growing. The church is moving forward. Amen. God's in charge, and I thank the Lord for it. Acts chapter 1, verse 13. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon Zelotes, and Judas the brother of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brethren. And in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said the number of names together were about 120. And so what I've just read to you is the preparation for the day of Pentecost. And the Bible doesn't give us exactly every person's name that was in the upper room, but it does give us a number of people's names, including uh, the mother of Jesus was there, his brethren were there, uh, and some uh, disciples, apostles that are mentioned here were part of that. Amen. So about, the Bible says, 120. Acts chapter 2 and verse 47 says, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So you go from 120 in the upper room un, until the end of Acts chapter 2, where 3,000 people have come to the Lord in that day alone. And then the Bible says at the end of this chapter that the Lord was adding to the church daily. It wasn't on Sundays. It was daily. It wasn't on Wednesday nights. It was daily. The Lord was adding to the church daily such as should be saved. Acts chapter 6 and verse 7, And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. By Acts chapter 6, it's not 120, 
It's not adding to the church daily. But by Acts chapter 6, the church is multiplying. It's growing by multiplication. I mean, it is, uh, it's, it's in the numbers of, they're not adding any longer. It is multiplying. And so I want to talk to you a little bit tonight about an Acts church. Uh, because Acts chapter 1 tells us that uh, there's about 120. Acts chapter 2 tells us that the Lord's adding to the church daily, such as should be saved. And by Acts chapter 6, they are now being multiplied in the church. If you look at Acts chapter 8, Philip goes to the city of Samaria. Acts chapter 8, Philip is teaching the Ethiopian eunuch. By Acts chapter 10, Peter goes to the Gentiles. By Acts chapter 11, the apostles turn to missions. We're not even halfway through the book of Acts, and the church has gone from a, a, a few people in an upper room to being added to daily, to being multiplied by Acts 6, to reaching out to other uh, countries, cities, people who were not included in that day, to the point that now they're going on mission trips. This is an Acts church. This is where Mission Point started. Okay, it's Sunday night, but you're not going to be quiet on me. I'll just preach longer. I got cut short this morning by about a half hour, so we can add it on tonight. But just, just help me. Mission Point started in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 6. This is not something new that started all of a sudden 60-some years ago, folks. No, no, no. This goes back to the apostles' doctrine. This started in the book of Acts. It was an Acts church in the first century, and it's an Acts church in the 21st century. The apostles had reached great levels of church growth. The culture today in North America, we could look at it and say there's five levels of church growth that are happening in 2023. This has been studied by multiple people. But one study that I'm reading to you tonight is they're listing it as five levels of church growth. Level number one, churches in North America in some cases are in decline. Churches are closing. Church congregations are going down in numbers. Level number two, churches have plateaued. They're hoping to replace the people who died. Folks, I, I, I'm glad for new people to come in to, you know, take the place of people who passed, but that church has plateaued. Can I tell you that level one and level two make up 80% of all churches in North America? 80%. Of all churches are either declining or they've reached a level that they're not growing. That is catastrophic with the society we have. That's the first two levels. The third level, growing churches, is 16%. 16% of churches in North America are growing. 
Folks, uh, as happy as we can be about 16%, that's a low number. One and a half churches out of 10 are growing. Churches in level four, churches that are reproducing churches, starting churches, having other churches start from their church, is 4%. Four out of 100. Just think about it. Four out of 100 are able and starting another church. Now, we, as apostolics, we must not allow ourselves to fall into that trend. Or we're going to be in trouble with the world we live in because I'm not interested in having a nice little club where we pat each other on the back and tell each other that we're doing a good job. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in just being part of the 80% that's plateaued. I want to be part of a growing church. I want to be part of a reproducing church. At least that 20% where there's people hearing the gospel for the first time. Level 5 is multiplying or movement-making churches that reach to that 4%. What is that saying? They are so few that they don't even list them as a percentage of churches currently that are moving in the direction to start another church. Now, I'm not here to depress you. I'm not here to... to bring you down. I'm here to tell you that we are not living that way. We refuse to be part of that. I refuse to be part of that. Yes, uh, we want to hold on uh, and we want to make sure the church is stable uh, where we are. Uh, but there's something deep inside that has uh, a movement uh, in the spirit uh, that we must reach. Uh, we must stretch. Uh, we must be an axe church. In 2023, society does not need a denomination. Society does not need religion. Religion is boring. Society does not need a club. They do not need just a nice building. Society does not need just a meeting group. Society needs a book of Acts Church where people come into an upper room and they're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost for the first time. 3,000 people on one day receive the powerful gift of His Spirit in one moment. That's a book of Acts church. A book of Acts church that pushes the, the, the level where multiplying is part of the culture of the church. Where we're making movement towards multiplying, reproducing churches. Let me tell you, Mission Point, Mission Point is a beacon for the Atlantic District. Mission Point is a beacon for the, the districts across our country. Because there's something inside that says we're going to be a reproducing church is it comfortable 
No, it's not comfortable. Is it necessary? Absolutely. When you're a multiplying church, you're thinking about legacy and not just personal longevity. What does that mean? It means that if we wanted to, we could just be comfortable in a great church like Mission Point. But that's not the burden and the desire of your pastor. I thank God for history. And I appreciate what history has happened and been done in this church. But I have a desire to write history. How does the church think about generations to come? Ultimately, it translates into many more lives being changed. Movement is how we're going to accomplish the mission of Jesus in our city. Movement is what happens when multiplying churches, uh, not just growing churches, uh, but churches that are multiplying throughout the city. Churches that are concerned uh, with growth uh, at the front uh, lines where there is a stretching beyond uh, anything we've ever done before. The dream uh, of multiplying, the growing uh, and the sending, uh, the training of leaders, uh, and then the sites of our city uh, that need uh, Amen. A church. Security versus risk is what we're up against. Pastoring a multiplying church, we will continually be challenged to take risks personally and financially. And it doesn't end when we get to a certain size or I get to a certain age. Hear me tonight. I could die tomorrow, and this church still better be a multiplying church. It's not based on me. It's not based on one or two. This is the Acts of the Apostles Church. They went from addition to multiplication to the mission field, and right next door to your house is the mission field. I'm thankful. Brother Hanscom, I'm thankful for 90-some missionaries that we support. I wish we could support all 600 and some. I'd love to get to that point. I'm thankful for the orphanages around the world that this church supports. I thank the Lord for the missionaries that this church has sent. I thank the Lord for the longs that are in France. and I thank the Lord for the muns that are in preparation. I thank the Lord for the people that are attached to this church in missions. Sister Jewett and my sister. I thank God for the missionaries that are attached. The, the Dross is in Mexico. Going across the board, there's missionaries that have come and are attached to this church, and I thank God for it. But the people that live next door to you is your mission field. Healthy growth is found at the intersection of three biblical cultures. These include a culture of disciple making, where adding and multiplying disciples is part of the culture of the church. A culture of capacity in building, where adding and multiplying churches in capacity. I'll I, I just share this with you. When a church reaches about 80% of its capacity, it won't grow within that building any longer. 
that somewhere is about 480 to 500 people at this location. Folks, I hope, I pray to God that that's not the level where you want or I desire to plateau. Uh Uh-uh. Let's start another church. Let's go to another corner. Let's start up another work. Let's train another worker. Let's invest in another group of people. Amen. I go back to the old elder, Brother Kilgore, who was such a powerful man of God, and he always desired to build a large building, to have a large congregation, and God never allowed him to do that. What he did every so many years, was take 200 people from his congregation and went and started another church. I think it was 12 more or churches or more that he had, that he had built in, in, uh, in Texas, in Houston, because God allowed him to be a visionary of a, a multiplication church, a sending church, a church that was desiring to grow. If anyone ever deserved to build a large a large church to have a large congregation it would have been someone uh, of the caliber of brother kilgore but god said the capacity of the church has to grow and it has to be a culture where the capacity of building keeps growing thirdly the culture of mobilization where we refuse to live in common faith within our community, but rather to deploy into every corner of society, no matter what is dealing, what people are dealing with, that we stretch beyond the limits of our comfort zone and say, we're going to be an Acts church where everybody deserves to hear. Each of the cultures must have both an addition element and a multiplication element. And unfortunately, most Christians and churches never experience the multiplication element. And there's something that drives your pastor. There's something in the very being of my soul that I'm happy with addition. Don't get me wrong. I'm thankful for it. But there's something inside that says I desire for the multiplying of disciples, the multiplying of capacity, the multiplying of what God is doing, mobilizing people. Yes, there is risk. There's always going to be risk. Amen. But you have to push beyond the levels of what we've ever done before and say we are going to reach our city. That's why I shared with you what I shared last week. That's why we cannot just be church attenders. See, the difference between a church attender and a church member is found in one word called commitment. Attenders are spectators from the sidelines while members get involved in any capacity of ministry that they have talent for. Attenders are consumers, but members are contributors. Attendees want the benefits of church without sharing the responsibility, while members put church at the center of their life. Attendees are the couples who want to live together, 
without committing to marriage. While members wholeheartedly say, I do. I'm in, Pastor. I've got you. Right, we're going to do it together. See, the local church is so important to God that it proves that you and I are committed to, to not just his family in, in, in theory, but actually in reality. It's something about a book of Acts church. They were all in. All in. Mission Point, you've been so supportive. Mission Point, you are such, I mean, you're such a beacon of a church. And I shared this morning my conversation yesterday with Brother Buster and the great vision and prophecy that had been received in 1975 that he shared with me yesterday that he felt that we were in the fulfillment of what was prophesied in 1975, that God is leading us into that dimension right now. In 2003, God put into my heart at General Conference in Toronto that we would see a 200-soul revival. I believe without a doubt in my heart that that is going to take place. None of this uh, is for personal glory. None of it is for personal esteem. It's all about a book of Acts Church. A book of Acts Church. So I'm going to add a little bit to what I did last week. Our goal is to grow. That's always been our grow, our, our goal. We want to see growth in individuals, in our church, and in our city. Where we grow individually in our walk with God. And we grow as a church in our community. And in our city and beyond, we grow in a thriving church community of sending churches, satellite churches. And how, how do we achieve this? Well, we achieve this in individuals through focused teaching where people are being discipled by the Word of God. By fostering healthy relationships is how it happens within our church and within our city with support from the sending church. This is a powerful church in sending people to work within our city. I thank God for what He is doing in the satellite churches in our city. We're in the process right now for uh, a Life Community Church in Quispam to be going autonomous by the end of the year. This is, this is, the, this is the awesome structure that God has given us uh, to make sure churches are successful and are able to continue at a level that God desires. That's exciting. It's exciting, church. I don't see it as a threat. I see it as excitement. So our new service structure, starting September the 24th, we had a number of people that weren't paying very close attention last week. I don't know if I lost you at the first slide. But our new service structure, which happens on September the 24th of 2023, okay, let me clarify. Our weekly schedule on Sunday will be at 10 a.m. where we'll do Bible teaching. 11 a.m. Sunday worship. Wednesday at 7 p.m. Wednesday worship. And Friday at 7 p.m. Friday prayer. In the Bible teaching on Sunday from 10 to 1045, 
It will be age-appropriate teaching time for MP kids, MP youth, and MP adults. That Bible teaching from 10 to 1045, the kids and the youth, that will be happening in the lower level. That will be our children's ministry. And the MP adults will be up here in the sanctuary. And so it's very, very important that the MP kids are there on time. It's important that every adult is here on time. 945 is the sign-in for the MP kids. And they're going to go through their structure from 10 to 1045. 1045, it's not the time to let your kids be babysat by everyone downstairs. It's time to get your kids upstairs. So all the teachers and all the people who are working with the children and youth can be on time for service. Uh, and that, uh, So that sign out for your kids as at 1045. And it's very important that that's done. We will spend that 45 minutes studying through different topics and series in the Bible. Handouts will be provided each week so that you can follow along during the teaching and then continue to study the topic afterwards. We want to encourage everyone, everyone to note the new start time and to be diligent to arrive on time for the Bible teaching. The Bible teaching will not start at 1010. It's going to be 10 o'clock. If you had a doctor's appointment at 10, you would be there early. I hope you don't go to work at 10.10 for your work time at 10. Man, it got quiet. If you did that, you'd come in apologizing. You'd come up with some excuse. The power went off and your alarm didn't go off or something. Why is church? Don't allow church to be that you're late for church. You're meeting the king. Oh, man. Everyone okay? Well, there will be a 15-minute transition before everyone joins together in the sanctuary for Sunday worship. And that Sunday worship will be at 11. An evangelistic service with worship and preaching. Time for the whole church family to join together in the altar. Everybody will be in that service. Kids, young people, elders, married couples, single people, people who are guests, people who are uh, visiting from wherever. That will be an evangelistic service at 11 11 a.m. on Sunday. And... uh, If you cook your roast while you're at church, put it on slow. You may not be done at 12. Put it on slow. Whatever you have to do in your crock pot or whatever, do it slow. Wednesday worship at 7 p.m. Notice the time change. An evangelistic service with worship, preaching, and time for the whole church family to join together in the altar. Just like 11 o'clock Sunday morning. Amen. Notice that this is an evangelistic service. We're taking our Bible teaching to 10 a.m. Sunday morning. And so we're having full-fledged service uh, on Wednesday at 7. The MP kids and the MP youth, they will still continue to have their own service on Wednesday at 7. And that will connect uh, them with God in their designated <coughs> excuse me, areas on their own level. 
And then Friday prayer at 7 p.m., a time for us all to come together as a church family and pray. Absolutely crucial that prayer is part of what we're doing as an Acts church. If you look at Acts chapter 6 and why they chose seven deacons to help out with the serving of tables and taking care of the widows and doing all that stuff that was necessary. It was so that they could continually give themselves to prayer and study of the word. Amen. So prayer is key. So notice, weekly schedule, 10 a.m., Bible teaching for all ages. 11 a.m., Sunday worship. Wednesday, Wednesday worship at 7. And Friday prayer at 7. And notice, we've always done this in the past, that on fifth Sunday, that we've only had one service. We've done that for many years now. But that will be switching around. And on fifth Sundays, we'll be having an evening service. There's one of those happening in October. That means any month that have five Sundays, we'll be having a night service as well as the morning. And that idea and plan is for all of our satellite churches to come together and join us in the evening service. Notice at 6 p.m., not 6.30. If you show up 6.30, you've missed the, the worship service. 6 p.m., where we come together on 5th Sunday for a special evening of service. In order to see growth in our city, we must first understand the purpose that we have as a sending church, an Acts church, the satellite churches. In order to see our satellite churches grow into thriving church communities, we need to establish a, a firm foundation of mature believers. As we strive to reach our city, we strongly encourage all those at Mission Point to support a satellite church community, attending a weekly service, getting involved, reaching out to those in the community. Let me put something in here to clarify. If you're already involved at Mission Point, you don't have to get involved at the Satellite Church. You can, but we're not making you work more. That's not the goal. The goal is to open up opportunities for people who would like to get involved who are not involved yet. Whether that's in playing music, teaching Sunday school, singing, being part of hostessing, whatever the case is. So if you're already involved and you think we're going to work you to death, please, that's not our goal. We could do that here for you. Our goal is to let the churches, the satellite churches, become thriving churches. Can I just put it to you very, very simple? I want every one of our satellite churches to be uh, a couple hundred people easy. Amen. To let the church be a thriving church uh, within this city. Amen. I believe without a doubt God is going to help us uh, reach this city. And so how does it work? Get informed. There's going to be a connection center in the lobby. You can check the satellite uh, church availability where you can sign up for one of those churches. And uh, some of our team will be going to churches continually. Uh, they will pick a church and be part of it. And, and Brother Robertson and uh, myself and our families will rotate through and be part of all the churches so that we can be an encouragement across the board. We just want 
our churches to grow. So sign up for a satellite church, a location where you can fill a seat uh, that's available and, and be part of the worship, be part of uh, just uh, praying with people if that's a possibility or, or just being there to support the satellite church, uh, to become an active participant uh, and attend the service or to become actively involved in participating in worship uh, and connecting with those in the community. The satellite church times, there's three of them at 2 o'clock and three of them at three. So what does that mean? That means that your normal Sunday night service, which was at 6.30, will now be either at two or three. God will move at three just like he moves at 6.30. Now that was as lame God move at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Sure, he doesn't take a nap. He doesn't. And uh, our goal is to, uh, we can't obviously have everybody go to our satellite churches. We don't have them at the size yet. We'd be able to do that. But I want there to be an excitement that you'd feel bad if you didn't get to get to go one this week and you'd be out there quick next week making sure you got signed up. So our new... Sunday structure. This is the third time. 10 a.m., Bible teaching. That's a new start time. 11 a.m., Sunday worship. And then you get to choose one, two, or three of the satellite churches and their time that you could be part of. It's an exciting time to be part of the ground floor of churches that are happening in our city. Thank God for what's taking place. If, if I took the time and had Brother Morehouse come up and share with you what's been happening on the west side, I don't know if you know what's happening over there, but they're having church. Having church over there, Brother Morehouse? You're having church. People praying through. Attendance has tripled in that church. I'm not joking. The attendance has tripled in that church. We need to talk about it more. And so on our Saturday evening of Missions Conference, Reverend Mark Dross and Reverend Tom Foster will be doing a panel session on how we as the sending church can support the satellite churches in our city. Going to be meeting with our satellite church pastors, and then we're going to have a session here on Saturday night where we just come and we listen to these two great men that they're evangelistic in their style. And Brother Foster has done it. Um, he's, he, his church is across the road from T.D. Jakes. That's where his church is located. And let me tell you, Tom Foster doesn't have to take a back seat to nobody in Dallas, Texas. I can tell you that right now. I've been to his church. Powerful, powerful church and, and, a, and a church that is ascending church. So we're, he's going to talk to us, and we're excited about that. And then we have the opportunity for our senior home services. We have nine of those, nine senior homes that we are part of. I don't know if everyone realizes what some people do in this church. Brother Beckerton, Brother Hanscom, and their teams go every month 
to these nine locations. And there are other senior homes wanting us to go. We're soon going to be out of days. They're going over the month of July. I don't have August's numbers yet. The month of July, over 200 people were in those services, in those nine senior homes. That's people that can't even get out the service. But we're taking service to them. I'm excited about what God is doing in each of those, those locations. So we're excited to see how God is, is growing the church because we believe in being a book of Acts church. Book of Acts church. So just to give you a couple points. Music come. Department heads and staff will be meeting with each department that's affected by the changes. Departments like music and children and youth and media, first impressions, satellite churches, senior homes will be meeting. And there's some meeting dates that have already been booked. So the music department will be meeting on September the 15th. And the department heads will notify everyone. Children's ministries on September the 10th. Youth ministries on September the 6th. First impressions on September the 14th. Uh, media and sound on September the 13th. Satellite churches on September the 9th. These are meetings that are planned to make sure that everyone that's part of our volunteers understand what's happening and the changes that are taking place. We're just not throwing it to the wind and hope something sticks on the wall. No, there's there's I've been months and months of planning that has gone into making sure that we are a book of Acts church. I said it this morning, but it is worth repeating. I was so encouraged yesterday. It doesn't take a lot to encourage me anyway. But it was so amazing, my conversation with Brother Arden Buster. Brother Arden Mustard pastored this church for so many years. Brought this church from Coburg Street to here when it wasn't popular. There was nothing over in this side of town in this area when the church first came. And there was people that questioned, what are you doing, Brother Buster? And now you look at the area where this church is. And it's kind of the going place of our city. That was in the early 70s. And then through the process, Brother Goddard, the building of the entryway lobby, and then the building of this, this new sanctuary. And how incredible those events were and how thankful we are tonight for visionary people that got us to where we are. And I would be doing a great disservice to not give those great men credit for where we are today. But in my conversation with Brother Buster yesterday, I was so encouraged. He told me about the prophecy that happened in 1975. And it was pretty vivid to him. My wife wrote down details of it because I don't want to ever lose how important that prophecy was. 
She wrote it down as he talked. And how this church, this was the area where God was going to send the people. But then he was going to send them from here. And Brother Bustard always wondered if that was the new building, if that was the entry lobby, if that was the sanctuary. And each time, God said, that's not the case. And tears started to flow down my face. Not because of anything to do with me. But that we are at the time, Brother Buster said, that God gave him instruction that what was prophesied in 1975 is coming to fruition now. And I looked and I listened and I took that into my spirit as he shared that prophecy that happened 48 years ago. He said, actually, it was roughly around this time, I believe. Yes, there was going to be adversity. It was stated in the prophecy there would be adversity. Listen, anything worth having is going to have adversity. But the end result is mission point. This church, the first United Pentecostal church, would be a sending church to our city and beyond and there's something in my spirit that we're getting ready for missions conference and missions conference is on the other side of the globe don't get me wrong I know that but missions conference is also in this city it's across the street it's where you live it's every section of this city I want to be an axe church As I got off the phone with Brother Bustard, my wife and I were driving. I just felt a confirmation in my spirit that what God is doing and what He is structuring, I want to be part of. I want to be part of what He is doing. Would you stand tonight? An Acts church is 120 that joined in the upper room preparing for the day of Pentecost. It was a church that was added to daily such as should be saved. It was a church that started multiplying by chapter 6. And it was a church by chapter 11 that was missions minded. We're at that stage, church. We're at that stage. We need everybody. We need everyone. Everyone. If you've got a question, if you've got something you want to ask, talk about Come and talk to me. Don't put it on Facebook. I don't have Facebook. Plus, I wouldn't answer you on there anyway. If you got something you want to ask, just come and ask. Just come and talk to us. I'm not scary all the time. You can ask Sister Robertson only some of the time.
come and talk to us. Let us share into your heart the vision that God has put for us to be a sending church to reach our city. Do you know, man, I'm, I'm over time. Do you know that there's five Bible college students going to NCC this year from this church? Five. I'm thankful for all the careers of people that are trained and we need good doctors and lawyers and, and nurses and teachers. We need all of that. But we also need people that are prepared to be part of the sending. Five young people going from this church to Bible college this year. It's in the heartbeat of this church. The culture of this church. God, I thank you for every individual. I thank you for every family. I thank you for the years of stability. I thank you for the steadfastness of the saints of God. I thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. But God, as we looked across this church this morning and even this evening, God, so many people... So many people, God, that weren't here just a few short years ago. And God, you're preparing us in a great way like we have never experienced before. The harvest of seed that has been planted for decades. God, in this city, God, we get to be blessed to be part of the harvest of that seed. And God, I pray, lead us and guide us and give us wisdom. Give us understanding. Fill us with compassion. Help us, God, Lord, I pray, to stretch ourselves and push forward. But be wise, God, as we take each step, following in the footprints of what you had as a book of Acts, church. Help us, Jesus. Help us to be an example to other churches within our district and across our country. God, that this port city, this port city, God, we know is instrumental in being part of revival across our country and around the world. You've placed us as the gatekeeper in this city, God. And God, I pray as we move forward cautiously, that God, I pray as we stated this morning, not, not staggering, at the promise that you have for us. Let us do it by faith. God, let us do it by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Mission Point. Thank you for listening to the heartbeat of what we have for this church and for this city. We're going to continue to do our best as God leads us forward. Change is never easy. But there are many times change is absolutely necessary. And we desire, we desire God to take us to the next level. The next level.
We desire for God to see us to the next level of what He has for our city. Oh, God. I just ask you to fill this altar. Would you do that right now? Missions minded for our city as we prepare for missions conference that's happening in less than a week. We're getting ready. We're getting ready to be stirred and challenged by missions again. We're getting ready to be stirred again in our hearts and in our spirit about missions all over again. But why not let it stir you right now within your own city, within your own community, within your own street, within your workplace. Oh God, help us Jesus. We need everybody. We need everybody. We need all hands on deck. We need everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we pray for Faith Point in Grand Bay. God, we pray for Truth Point on the west side. We pray for Vision Point in the lower west. God, we pray, Jesus, for Grace Point in the north end. We pray for Center Point in the south end. We pray for Life Point in the New Inchiwak. We pray for West Point, God. Hallelujah in Cornerbrook. We pray for Life Community Church. Oh, God, let there be a mighty revival like we've never seen before. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.